Yep. We back for another episode of the regular podcast. I'm Kilo. I'm going to host this thing for you today. I know I don't normally host. I know you guys are used to somebody else hosting. I'm playing. Listen, how y'all been, man? It's the first episode of 2019. I'm back. You know, I'm back on my boring shit. You, you feel me? I'm here to bore y'all to death with some, with some theories and information that I feel like are important. You understand? We're not doing the Grammys and the music talk and the movie talk and all that, even though... Maybe we should eventually get in the bird box, you know, because everybody was talking about it, how trash it was or how not trash it was. You know, we could maybe get into it. Or if you're in the black mirror like I am, you know, maybe we can get into it. But that's not what we're doing today. How y'all doing? How was your guys' New Year celebration or whatever? Me, I'm not really big on that type of thing anymore you feel me this is my first new year's eve not having alcohol since 2013 to 14 year and i was locked up then so pretty much what i'm saying is normally throughout my whole adult life i drink a bottle of something on new year's but this time i was like nah i'm cool i'm chilling with the fam you know shay went to get her hair locked up for the first time ever on that day so she was gone for most of the day i was chilling at home with my child we was just chilling all day, you feel me? So I didn't do anything. I didn't want to do anything. But um, so I was chilling for that. I was, you know, celebrated Kwanzaa this year for the first time or, you know, and like, I don't know if I told y'all this before, but the way Kwanzaa is set up, it's set up in a way it's perfect for black Americans, man. It's made so that it was created in a way that it will not interrupt anything else that you may be celebrating i.e. Christmas, because it starts the day after Christmas. You feel me? So it's not going to interrupt anything that you might have going on. Starts the December 26th, and it goes until January 1st. Okay? So, you know, it's good for, it's good for, for everybody to celebrate, really, especially black African Americans in America. It's made for us. It was not interrupt anything that you have going on. And it also, as part of the, the, the tradition, it doesn't restrict you from doing anything. It doesn't tell you, yo, you can't buy stuff. Yo, you can't do this. You can't do that. It doesn't do that at all. So with, with Kwanzaa, you can, you know, it's pretty much just principles to live by. You can, you know, just create little activities for you and your family, or you can do it by yourself, however you want to do it. It's really best to do it as a community, but... You could do it alone if you needed to, if you had to. But, um, you know, that's what I've been doing. We've been chilling around here, enjoying a lot of time off, end of the year time off. You feel me? 2018 was a solid year, man. I'm trying to make every year better than the last. Even if it's a great year, you know, uh, I want to make it or I want to make new aspects better. Because last year might have been a great year in one way. This year, I might say, let me make it a great way in this other way. You know, last year I was able to, you know, have some good things happen for me at work or in the workplace or whatever. You know what I'm saying? I got engaged. That was pretty much the highlight of my year right there, the engagement. So, yeah, man. I'm just, I just been cool. And, you know, y'all can get at me. Let me know. If you feel like 2018 was successful or not, I feel like a lot of times when when years end, people try to act like the year was so rough and everything like that. Like, 
Y'all have to help me understand why every year is rough. You wake up every day, you didn't die. You, you didn't get incarcerated. You didn't wake up with, with some terminal illness. So y'all have to tell me why, to, why every year y'all say the year beat you up and you can't wait for it to be over. Me, I'm trying to slow time down because I feel like I have more to do. I don't want time to hurry up and pass by me. So, you know, that, that's just how I feel. But if y'all feel otherwise, let me know why. And we can get on it like that. Now, since I spoke to y'all, you know, some news has come out in uh, St. Petersburg, Florida. There was a, a, a young lady who was attacked by a white man at her workplace. She was working at McDonald's doing her job, you know. In St. B- Petersburg, Florida, they have a new ruling coming up where they are banning or outlawing the use of plastic straws. The reason they are out, uh, outlawing or banning the use of plastic straws in that city is because plastic straws are considered to be a big burden on the environment. A lot of people around the country are actually getting rid of plastic straws because the waste, I mean, you can't, there's so many of them when they get thrown away, there's really nothing for them to, to go. They don't decompose as plastic, so they just sit there for the rest of ever. Plus, to manufacture plastic, you know, that takes a toll on the, the, the atmosphere and everything like that. So, look, this city, this municipality decided we are going to ban it. So, that McDonald's down there that she works at, her name is Yasmin James, right? The McDonald's she works at, they only give people plastic straws if the, if the person or customer requests it, right? So, I guess the man had asked Miss Yasmin... Whatever he whatever he asked her wasn't on camera. The ca- the camera pretty much caught on right before he snapped and grabbed her, right? So this man was mad. He's a homeless white man, so you know he's already effed up in the game. He grabs her and pulled her towards him like she, he was trying to pull her like over the counter. Who knows what he may have done to her once he got her over that counter? But with the strength of the black woman. And this is a young black girl. She was strong. You know, he lucky he didn't run into somebody bigger than her because she was small. And she did him dirty. She just, you know, she stopped the momentum of his, of his, you know, grown man pull. And she started tagging him in his head. And she really fought him off by herself because nobody helped her. The only, only thing that happened was, was a guy tried to grab her and pull her off of him. But really, she wasn't on him. She was fighting him to get off of her. So I know a lot of people have a problem with the young man for grabbing her. You know, I think that he was not equipped to handle a situation like that he just felt like let me try to pull her away from this situation and it looks bad definitely but i don't think he like everybody's saying yo they should have been jumping him in there like i don't think anybody knows what they're doing there i have seen many a fight in mcdonald's and y'all nobody was jumping no customers man whoever um when, when customers attack employees Normally, that employee has to fight that person by themselves. We've seen too many video fight videos at McDonald's that it's happening. This shit happens all the time, and nobody ever said this before. So this little young dude trying to break a fight up, don't, don't say it's his fault, or don't try to blame him for how he handled the situation. He's young. He don't know what to do. That, that girl didn't know what to do. Only thing she did was fight him off. She really acted off an instinct, like she snapped that quick and started fighting. But don't hold that young boy. He working at McDonald's for a reason, man. 
he's he's doing what he like he's trying to protect himself and protect her by pulling her away from the man but you know some people feel like they would have jumped the, the white man or whatever i doubt it because we have seen fights like i said plenty of times people attacking mcdonald's employees and y'all ain't done nothing in them so don't don't come at these kids like this is all they look young i went to the girl facebook page i found her by reading news articles they look young man she looks like a young person y'all don't know what y'all would have done in that situation man so don't knock anybody i knocked the the managers though because they continued to like serve the man afterwards now off camera they did kick him out the store and as the man was leaving the store, he kicked somebody else in the stomach. He, I, I don't know who the other person was that he attacked, but he also attacked somebody else on the way out of the store. So the man was clearly out of his mind. And he got tagged up in the face by the young girl, by the young lady. And good for him, man. Now he has um, two assault charges. He, he has the charge for what he did to the young lady behind the counter. And then he got charged for simple assault for whoever he kicked at the door on his way out. So, look, man, good for him, Nate. You know, she I know a story came out the other day saying that she got fired, but no, she just did a, a, a an interview with Atlanta Black Star saying she did not get fired. She's at home and she's getting workers comp money right now because of her injuries. Now, she is saying that she's about to sue the man. I don't under his name is Daniel Taylor, man. He's a 40 year old person and Jasmine or Yasmin James is 20 years old. Now, she's saying that she's going to sue him. I don't understand. It's nothing. She can't gain anything from suing that man at all. But she should definitely sue McDonald's, if anything. That's a workplace injury. Like, they didn't protect her. They didn't, they didn't set up. There was, no, there was no buffer to save her from being attacked by an angry customer. So that means McDonald's wasn't properly equipped to protect their workers. That should be no different than if somebody uh, was walking around a corner in the back and they slipped. If they had taken all proper precautions with the no-slip shoes and everything and they still slipped, fell, and bumped their head, they can sue the workplace for that. This girl should be able to sue McDonald's for this because they didn't... And then the managers didn't help at all. It shouldn't have been on the young boy to try to pull them back. The managers should have definitely went and restrained that man. They didn't do anything to him but talk to him nicely. This is definitely a lawsuit that McDonald's should have to bear the burden of. And she should get paid. McDonald's might just, they might just pay her just cause, for real, just to get her to be quiet and make her, you know, give her a severance pay and get her up out of there. Get her fired or make her quit and take the money. And signing a non-disclosure or something like that. You feel me? I can't, I feel like. To me, I think she definitely should sue McDonald's. You will not get anything from suing this homeless white man at all. You'll waste money trying to sue him. So so that's what I feel about this situation, man. I, I read a couple reports, and this is what I think based on what I've seen. And that man clearly, you know, he, he seems to be a, a frequenter of that area. Because they say he left the McDonald's and went and robbed the gas station right next door. So... I mean, you know, McDonald's should have protected her, so she should definitely sue them. Now, y'all let me know how y'all feel about that, and, and, you know, that is what it is. Now, in other news, more positive news about about women, the 116th Congress, they were sworn in today for, um, yeah, 116th Congress, they were sworn in today, and let's read these numbers here. More women than ever, 
125 in the Senate and 102 in the House of Representatives. Now, that's a big number. That's a whole lot of women in Congress right there. Whole lot. 25 of the Senate. Okay, that is 25 percent because there's 100 senators. Now, yes, it's still far below the demographics for the entire country. But. That's still a large chunk. And then 102 of the House of Representatives. I cannot remember the exact number of, of um, total representatives. But 102 is a big number, man. So this is what I will say. What I wonder is having this many women in, will they, will they do what I think a woman should do, which is make sure that women are taken better care of throughout America? Because that's their job. Their job is to serve all of, all of America. So will they make sure that women are better protected in America? Or will they be like how, how uh, black congressmen have been in the past with us in terms of they're in there, they are faces, but they, they keep the status quo going. They don't do anything different. They just get in there and, and they are a good face for everybody to hang, you know, be joyful about. But they don't make any changes and they don't attempt to because they don't want to ruffle any feathers, even though they have power or they're supposed to have power in these numbers that they have. But they end up doing nothing for the people that they're supposed to be representing. A lot of these women got in there running on campaigns about womanhood. So if you get in there and you do not take care of women. I mean, you you wasted you wasted your time. Let's see. For the first time, six states will be represented in the Senate by two women. That means no male senator in these states. That's California, Washington, Nevada, New Hampshire, Minnesota, Arizona. Now, the reason I like that, and then I'll tell you why I don't like that also. Not that I don't like it, but I'll tell you why I like that. Because those are not, you know, you may think that some areas are more woman leaning than others. But these states are scattered all over the place. You got you got California, Washington, Nevada, Arizona. That's all West Coast, but you got Southern West and Northern West. Then you have Minnesota. That's Northern Midwest Northern Midwest. Then you got New Hampshire. That's all the way on the East Coast. So yeah, of course they don't have any southern states. But I mean they don't have southern states that have total woman Senate seats. But they still have six states where they're the only senator. So that's cool. And like I said, we'll see how they decide to handle things for their ladies in this country. I'm interested to see it, man. I'm interested to see it. Now, moving right along, and like I say, you know, sometimes, like I said, I like to get into the news first before I get into my shit. And you know, when I do that, you feel me? All right. Now, one of, one of y'all know sometimes I like to tell y'all a little bit about business. And in the, in the business news for just today, January 3rd, a company called Bristol Myers decided to uh, buy Celgene, a company called Celgene. And uh, the boards of both companies have agreed on this. And the, the deal is for $74 billion. Now, $74 billion deal. I'll tell you why Bristol Myers thought that Celgene 
was a company that they should acquire. Celgene is innovative in the field of cancer drugs, right? Now, I'll, I'll read this one statement to you real quick. Celgene was set to lose patent protection by 2022 for Revlimid, its top-selling multiple myeloma drug. Early last year, Celgene agreed to buy the rest of Juno Therapeutics. Uh, it didn't already own for $9 billion of cash. Okay, boom. Now, let's back it up a little bit. Hold on. Something keep popping up. Let's back it up a little bit. The company has been, well, let's go forward a little bit, then I'll back it up. The company has been working on a new, on an experimental new gene therapy called CAR T-cell therapy, taking a patient's own immune cells called T-cells, genetically manipulating them to attack specific proteins on cancer and infusing them back into the patient. That's cool. That's cool. All right. Now let's go back. Cell gene to lose patent protection for its top selling multiple myeloma drug. Now, why am I talking about this specific deal? Celgene's top drug is Revlimid. That is for myeloma. And y'all know what I do on this here podcast. I talk about things that affect black people. Myeloma is something that affects black people more than everybody else. I'll just read you this one statement about it. Age. Most people who develop myeloma are over 50 years old. Sex. More men develop myeloma. More men than women develop myeloma. Race. Blacks are nearly twice as likely as whites to develop myeloma. Now, when you hear a statement like that, and then you ask yourself, dang, if this is such a big issue, why in the hell have we not really heard about this before? It's because people do not want to tell you about stuff that affects black health when we are the number one leaders in it for the most part. Let me tell you about it, what it is real quick. Myeloma is a type of cancer that begins in the bone marrow. It is a cancer of plasma cells, which are a type of white blood cell, also called plasma B cells. The disease belongs to a spectrum of disorders referred to as the plasma cell discrease. Damn, what that word say? Discrasius, uh, one of your medical people could probably help me with that word. Discrasius, it probably discrasius. Okay, now, in my mind, a thing like that is important because that's about black health. Also, it's about it's about people benefiting off of black agony because they just they they spent all of this. They spent all of this time, you know, trying to fight against myeloma. And we don't even know why the hell black people lead all people in it. Because, well, I have a few, I have a few theories about why we have issues. And I think it's definitely linked to black people being in this climate that we are not used to. And we have to deal with, we don't get enough uh, vitamin D and all that and calcium deficient because we, you know, all kind of stuff. But. This company is being sold for $74 billion. Their number one drug is a drug that helps people that have something that is most effective or most damaging to black people, two times more so than white people. 
it's a health issue. And it'll lead me into what I'm saying, what I want to talk about for the day. What I want to talk about today, man, is about what or the main thing I want to talk about with y'all is harassment on the part of the American police. Now, I'm not talking about police brutality, where they just straight up beating us up and, and killing people and all that. I'm talking about straight harassment. And I want to say RIP to a, to a guy from back home where I'm from named Matthew Burroughs, who was just killed by police yesterday on January 2nd. He, he had no weapon on him. They say he killed somebody else, but other people are saying that is not true. But, of course, you know, they have to do the whole frame the story and shit. The police shot and killed this man, you know, pretty much unwarranted. And that's what they do. And and before I get into anything else, I'm going to say this. Like I said, I'm when I talk about harassment on the part of police, I'm not talking about the brutality. Because we all know that. But, but I'll get into a few numbers for y'all real quick about the brutality. Black people are most likely to be killed by police. Three times more likely to be killed by police than white people. 30% of black victims were unarmed in 2015 compared to 21% of white victims. Now, one thing about that, I don't like that unarmed shit because whether you armed or unarmed, you shouldn't have you shouldn't be killed when you encounter a cop because it's legal to have guns in America. So they use that whole unarmed shit to make you think when you see a black man with a gun, he's dangerous, shoot him. That's how Philando Castile got killed. Because everybody likes to say unarmed. That means when armed, you can engage. So we need to stop that whole unarmed shit because it does not help. It actually harms people who have legal weapons because when a cop sees them with that legal weapon, they're not going to ask any questions. They're going to shoot that person. When a cop sees a black man with a gun, he's going to shoot because the news has told us unarmed black men are the ones that should be saved. Hell no. It's legal for black men to have guns in the country. So stop saying unarmed. Anyway. Where you live matters. You're seven times more likely to be killed by police in Oklahoma than Georgia. That's strange. All right. And, and police kill one. All right. 13 of the largest U.S. cities police, uh, U.S. city police departments kill black men's higher at a higher rate than the U.S. murder rate. 13 cities kill more. 13 cities police departments kill black men. At a higher rate than the U.S. murder rate. The top city is Reno, Nevada. Then Santa Ana, I'm guessing that's California. Then Scottsdale, I'm guessing that's Arizona. Oklahoma City. Uh, I don't know what this is. Hialeah? St. Louis, Spokane, Washington, Riverside, Albuquerque, Glendale, Fremont, Anaheim, Stockton. And Stockton, I guess, is the last. Okay. Killing black people higher than, all right. One in three killed by police were suspected of, okay. Now, like I said, like I said, we know the numbers on the violent stuff. All right. We know the numbers on the violent stuff. So that's just, that's just something quick. But I, what I want to say is though, the the entire institution of American policing is based on controlling by patrolling black people in black areas and black and places where black people are. Right. So I was doing some research. I'm like, damn, 
I, I always felt like that, but I was like, you know what? Let me do the research to back it up. So I searched and I said, yo, what's the first police force in America? And the first police, fo- the actual first official, what they call official police force in America was Boston in 1838. Now, they, they put that police force together for different reasons. And mainly it didn't have much to do with, with uh, black people, right? But then I'm like, okay, damn. Hmm. I guess they got me there. But then I kept searching and I said, you know what? I just found something that says the first form of policing comes from the Carolinas in 1704. And it's called the slave patrols. Slave patrols are the first set of police in America or first set of of people who considered themselves policing areas in America, in this, you know, country. North in North America's America, this is the first one. And their whole job was to keep black people in line. Right? Their whole job was to assist wealthy landowners in recovering and punishing slaves who essentially were considered property. Okay? So we go back to that and and when I look at something like that, it's not like they were going around arresting black people who committed some crime or whatever like that. Their whole thing was a presence. They wanted to be a presence so that black people would know if you get out of line, we, the people, like white people like to say in their documents, we, the people, will round you up and bring you back to the rightful owner of you, which is the slave master. It's a show of force. How many times do you really feel like a, a black African that was brought to America around the time of 1704? How many times you think black people at that time with that level of danger going on was really out here committing crimes? Probably none, except for the crime of running away, which was a crime at that time. Right. But they had these patrols they had slave patrols going around and what i would call terrorizing black people not by beating them up or nothing like that just by existing and and intimidating black people that's what i consider the harassment that is not abuse in the physical form that's harassment on the psyche that's abuse on the mental of a black person and that gets passed down and passed down and passed down show of force gets passed down then they get official police departments that are that are modeled around the slave patrol. So even though the Boston one wasn't set up to, to police black people, it was modeled after the slave patrols that they learned about in the South. You feel me? So then we fast forward over time and all that type of thing. Right. And this is where I put my theory into with this whole show of force shit and harassment and mental abuse on black people in America. And especially the South. When I, I work in, where I work at is like a white area. Where I live at is definitely a black area. Right? When I go to work, I only see police officers on the main road, like the super main roads that there are no houses. Only the main roads. And they're just sitting in the dark waiting for their shift to be over. They don't do any. They're not. They're not driving behind people. They're not doing anything. They just sit in the dark. That's it. And it's not even a lot of them. 
I barely see them, but when I do see them, I only see one, and they're in the dark looking like they might be sleeping or some shit like that, right? But when I'm in my area at home, I see police everywhere. I see You, you see them pulling people over. You see them just, just everywhere. They're just posted up in random parking lots, just walking around in grocery stores and shit like that. When you go to the grocery store by my job, I don't see any police walking around the grocery store. Like I said, show of force, that's harassment to me. That's terrorism to me because black people already have a negative perception of police because of what they have done. And now you're walking around in a place I'm supposed to feel safe, which is my home, my neighborhood, or my, my local grocery store. There's no need for a police officer in full armor and a, a waist belt with guns and pepper spray and baton and all this shit. It's unnecessary, yet nobody even talks about that. People only talk about the brutality in the physical form. They're not talking about these people walking around. This, we're living in martial law, but let me keep on going now, right? The, you got these police officers. They, they patrol our areas where they don't even go out there to the white areas until somebody calls the police out there. You feel me? But they're everywhere where we live at. And I live in the suburbs. I live in the south suburbs of, of Atlanta, and they're everywhere. Clayton County police are everywhere. Riverdale police everywhere. And Riverdale is not as bad as some people might think it is. All right? They're, they're everywhere. Right? And where I put, when I tie this whole theory together, it's based around police lights. Police lights are very bright and violent and blue. I think also that is part of their tactic to harass people. Because one of the most scary things for us, especially black men that, that come from, like from, you know, when a police car get behind you, it don't matter if you did something or not. You get scared a little bit because you don't like, you like, damn, what did I do? Damn, did I, you don't know what you did. You just feel like, damn, these people always messing with me. But they're not even doing, they're not even, they about to just drive past you. But as soon as they get behind you, you tense up, you get nervous, you get scared. The reason is because they've been harassing your ancestors and now they're coming back to harass you. We see, I see police pulling people over at night, especially on holidays. It's police lined up everywhere with these flashing blue lights. And I want to focus on these blue lights because to me, that's the most insidious shit that they could have done is add them super bright LED blue lights to the top of these vehicles. I'm going to tell you why. I'm going to tell you why these blue lights are, are physical assault on us, especially since our neighborhoods are the ones that they're posted up at night with them bright-ass blue lights on. You will never go to a white suburb in the middle of the night and see police cars lined up uh, uh, pulling over a bunch of people during no holiday. You, you see black people saying, yo... Uh, watch out on this street They pulling everybody over Yo they got the checkpoints over here I ain't never in my life Been in no checkpoint In no white neighborhood In my life Ever in my life Never seen it Never heard about it I never see I'm friends with white people I never hear white people say Yo They got the checkpoint right here Don't go here Never seen that But anyway Let's talk about these blue lights man Now There is There's this thing This This now, this is going to get real science for a second, man. And I'm sorry if y'all ain't into this shit, but you should have turned it off. But we in it now. There's, there's, a, there's a chemical in our bodies 
It is called melanopsin. And like I said, this is going to get sciency real quick. I have to do it. I have to do it. Now, there's this this photoreception, photoreceptor in our retina. It's called melanopsin. And what I'll just give you the basic breakdown. I won't even read all this shit. Melanopsin is a photochemical, a photosensory pigment, right? That sits in your eye and it pretty much it, it takes in light, but it does not help create an image in your head. Like the ro- the rods and the cones. If y'all had anatomy or biolog- biology or anything like that, then you heard about the rods and the cones. The rods help you perceive light. The cones help you perceive color. They come together. They create an image in your head. And, you know, that's how you see shit, right? But the melanopsin is also in there. And this is actually a new chemical in your body that they just found out within the last 15 years, Right? Melanopsin is this thing that perceives light, but it does not go towards creating an image in your head. Melanopsin actually receives light and it helps your body regulate itself through circadian rhythm. So when light light enters the melanopsin through your retina, it tells your body wake up or not wake up or whatever like that. You understand? This is the thing that regulate like helps you regulate your circadian rhythm. If you know what a circadian rhythm is, pretty much like your clock, your biological clock. It's pretty much what it is. It's not exactly that, but that's what it is. All right. Now, the 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 coldest, the coldest and most insidious part about this shit, right? It, right. Melanopsin is specifically tuned to be sensitive to blue light. It is hypersensitive to wavelengths around 480 nanometers. That is blue light. That's blue light. That's what it's sensitive. That's what it is. Uh, that is what it is activated by. Blue light specifically. Now, it's uh, our whole body is like an antenna. All right. Every single part of our body is designed to sense things. We sense we can feel everything, but we're only tuned. Our antennas are only tuned to to understand whatever is tuned to understand. Melanopsin is tuned is specifically designed by nature to receive and understand and perceive. Blue light. The reason is because when you wake up in the morning. The, the blue light from the sky comes in. That helps you wake up. So it's regulating your body clock. Now, the reason I say this is some insidious shit, right, is because blue light is what they use on those cop cars. If you if you have blue light entering into into your body or into your eyes, into your body through your eyes at night, like you do when you have police lined up everywhere, it will throw your whole body off. Because it regulates your sleep. Melanopsin receives blue light and it tells your body, wake up. That, that's the thing. So let's say if you're driving home at night and you just, let's say you came from the club and you just see like three people pulled over. That blue light is literally telling your body, don't go to sleep when you get home. I know some of y'all thinking like this nigga is then lost his mind. I'm not, I'm telling you. Blue light. Tells you, wake up and stay up. It regulates sleep and arousal. 
All right. Let me tell y'all how blue light, how blue light affects your sleep right here. When you see blue light, it delays your sleep by at least 20 or 15 minutes. It delays your sleep by 15 minutes, at least. It depends on how the rest of your uh, it depends on how the rest of your uh, mental state is also. But just let's say you are a super healthy person. Once you see that blue light, it is going to delay your sleep by 20 minutes. So you're driving home to your neighborhood at nighttime. Guess what? You're going to see this blue light because you know the cops, they doing something. It's going to delay your sleep by 20 minutes, 15 minutes. What blue light also does, though, is decreases your sleep duration. So not only does it take you longer to go to sleep, when you see blue light, you sleep less time. Right? Now, like I said, y'all probably thinking like, this man really trying to trying to put that on the cops? Yes, I'm trying to put that on the cops because they made their light. The, the lights haven't always been as bright as they are. They haven't always been in a situation where they could turn their lights on just like the side LEDs to be blue when they just sit in the parking lot somewhere. They haven't always been able to do that. A company called Wheeling is out here innovating these damn light bars and making them so that these blue lights are intense, much more intense than, they, than they've ever been. Now, like I said, blue light makes it so that you sleep. It takes you longer to go to sleep. And it also makes it so that you sleep a shorter period of time during that night. And another thing that it does. When your circadian rhythm is thrown off by this attack of blue light. You have all type of other health issues that pop up. Right. Let me let me. Dang. I don't want to do the, the massive amount of reading. It's a lot of reading, though, man. It's a lot of reading that y'all going to have to do to really to really get into this. I, I'll, I'll just tell you. The circadian rhythm, once you once you, you know, once you attack somebody with blue light, as the police do. And this is very indirect. I don't think that they did this on purpose. Because I don't think that they're smart enough. I'll just be honest. I don't think they're smart enough. I definitely don't think they did it on purpose. I just think, because like I said, they, they just found this information out some year, like within the last 15 years. But I'm just letting y'all know how this shit affects the people that see it the most. Right? Because I could tell you some other things that affect you with the blue light. Your cell phone has blue light coming out of it. That does the same. Everything that I'm saying about these police lights, your cell phone does the same thing. Your TV does the same thing. Especially, and it's artificial blue light too. It's dangerous. All of these things do the same thing. But guess what? Our cell phones have filters. I always have my blue light filter on. I never want to see my blue light. I don't care if it's dark or light outside. My blue light filter is always on. Right? So y'all, if y'all have these filters, you know, put the filters on. This blue light is destroying people. Now, when your circadian rhythm is off, it can cause obesity, insomnia, diabetes. These are all things and many more things, right? But these are all things that affect black people the most. Let me, t let me tell y'all this thing right here. And I'm just going down a long line of things. Black women 
black women are the have the biggest group of obese like they have the biggest obese population in America. Black women do at 54.8%. Now, we know that what they consider obese is based on European body standards. But take away just obesity because we can we can look at the obesity part, right? Yeah. 54.8 of black women are obese. 36.9 uh black men or or no, I'm sorry. Yeah, 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 black men actually Hispanic and white men have more obesity than black men, but our women have higher obesity than everybody. And and I'll tell you, it's not even just about obesity, right? When you got stuff like diabetes affecting black people more than everybody also. Right? That was Shay was just calling me out. That's why I was just uh, slowing down. 12.7% of black people, man, diagnosed with diabetes. That's sickening. 12.7% of our whole 40 plus million population diabetic. So add that to the fact that 54.8% of black women are obese and we got we got some serious issues. Now, I'm tying it all to our circadian rhythm being off. It's not just the blue light. It is the overall intimidation and terrorism on the part of police in America, not just the physical brutality. When somebody's intimidating you and stressing you out and harassing you in ways that are not traditional harassment, it's going to cause your hormonal imbalance. It's going to cause your circadian rhythm to be off, and that's going to cause a whole bunch of other issues. So, like I said, man, this is about harassment and other ways that we get harassed and like i said this blue light thing does not only apply to police cars it applies to everything that has blue light in every screen that you look at every blue light emanated in front of you will have the same effect at night if you view it okay our phones have blue light filters our tvs we can change the light on our computers we can change the light on the police cars, we could not change the light on. I consider that to be indirect harassment and abuse. What y'all think about that? Y'all let me know. I might have rambled on a lot longer than I should have, but it was a lot more information that I was like, damn, I could, you know, because you can, y'all can look up all of this, all of the science behind the, the photo, photoreceptin chemical melanopsin. But listen, man, it's deep. Blue, like, and and I didn't just pop up. I popped up with the information. But the theory, though, I've been telling Shay for a minute, like, yo, these police cars is because I, I drive past when I'm on my way to work in the morning, it's dark. And I drive past like apartment complexes that I know mostly black people live at. And the police are just in the parking lot at these apartment complexes with the damn lights on, man. The blue, the blue shit, the blue lights just on and, and bright as hell while people trying to sleep at five in the morning. That's harassment to me. You're trying to sleep. Not only did you have to see the police on your way to bed, but you, you're trying to sleep at, at five in the morning and you see this big, bright blue light coming through your window. Like, how are you supposed to sleep like that? That's harassment to me. That's intimidation to me. That's terrorism. And really, there's nothing we could do about it because they have every excuse in the world. I'll tell you another. Blue is one of the more visible lights that you'll be able to see, period. 
It's much more visible than, than uh, red. It's more visible than blue, meaning the wavelength, our eyes are, are tuned to be able to pick it up from further distances. That's why when you look up in the sky at night, most of the stars you see, you probably can see a little blue halo around them. It's because blue you can see from very far. It travels very far. Red, red is a color that you'll see military ships using at night. It's because you can't see it from that far away. So, you know, if you have a light on the outside of a ship, it'll be red at nighttime because from far away, you can't see that. And blue, you can see it. So, like I said, blue is a harsh light to have. When, when police lights were all red and white and shit and they had the siren on, they have never had a problem getting people to stop and pull over for a cop car. But now they're trying to make it seem like, oh, yeah, we need blue. It's safer. No. Y'all just want y'all. That shit is harassment. But I don't think they did it on purpose. I don't think they're smart enough. But melanopsin, man, y'all look up melanopsin and look at how blue light affects your body. Blue light is good for you in the morning when it's natural. It's coming from the sun's reflection or refraction off of the sky. But man, it's blue light at night. It's not good. It's no bueno. All right, I'm not going to take any more of y'all time up, man. If I didn't bore you to death and you stayed listening, shout out to you, man. Uh, That's all I got. Peace out.